Hey, welcome back to The Hot Slice. This is the podcast brought to you by Pizza Today Magazine. And what do we have on the show? All of us on the editorial staff here at Pizza Today. So I am executive editor, Denise Greer. And with me today is Jeremy White, our editor-in-chief. Then we have uh, Josh Cowan, our creative director. And then we have our design lead, Katie Wilson. What's up? Hey, gang. Hey. <laughs> Hello. So this is going to be a fun. I love these. First of all, I love We these. should have just let Denise talk the entire podcast and we just sit here and watch her. <laughs> I know. You guys, I need you to bring a little more enthusiasm to the podcast today. Come on now. Are they mannequins or are they real? <laughs> I don't know. It's just <laughs> Denise talking, just, just you know, going just off like a jazz artist. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so this is actually a really fun episode. So we've got us all on the show today to do a, an Ask Pizza Today. Uh, so we, uh, you know, put a call out on social media to, uh, for questions uh, that people have about the industry or pizza in general or uh, about us here at Pizza Today. Um, so, you know, without further ado, let's, let's hop into some of these questions because I think this is going to take a good amount of time to go through some of these. We got some, yeah, we got some really good uh, questions this time. All right. So my big question to y'all is, do you want to start with the hard and heavy <clears throat> topics or do you want to go light first? Let's, let's jump into the deep end right let's now. Let's get right to the meat. Uh, we'll right. do the potatoes <laughs> later. Let's get to the meat. All right. right. Well, the first question is a doozy and it came to me by email. Uh, and so the question is, since the pandemic started, we have seen how pizza has been fairly stable and pandemic proof. Since then, I and you both have seen a lot of new pizza places and some restaurants switch to pizza or add pizza to the menu. Is, is this a good thing for the industry? Are we watering down or oversaturating the market? Is a bad pizza establishment good for the industry? Oh, man. Well, let's let's attack one question at a time. <laughs> let's attack that first question. You know, I uh, have I have noticed some restaurants that were just traditional restaurants adding pizza. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a, a, a couple of local places in town here that added pizza. Yeah, uh, and and I know one of them actually uh, took more of their menu items off and added more pizza. And I think they're they're trending toward just turning into a pizzeria altogether. Yeah, you know, this really though is. Hey, it's a great question. Thank you to, for to whomever submitted that. It's pretty insightful. But at the same time, this is nothing new. For mm -hmm. decades now, I've been asked the question or seen the question posed to others, is the market saturated? Are there too many pizza options in the country? And no, there's really not. It, it, is, a, um, it is a robust recession-proof food. And we've seen that time and time again. We saw it thrive during the pandemic. But it's also nothing new of people dabbling in, in pizza. Um, you know, sometimes chefs of high-end restaurants, I'm talking, you know, highly skilled, classically trained, culinary school credentials, um, pulling off Nouvelle Cuisine and, uh, and other types of high-end food and high-end restaurants, often think, well, pizza's easy. We'll just throw a pizza on the menu on occasion. We'll just try pizza. How hard can pizza be? Very hard. <laughs> and then they quickly find out that to make a really good. Yeah. To a quality um, pizza yeah. is both an art and a science. And it's not quite as easy as they first thought. 
quite time consuming. (laughs) So, well, and I'll tell you from just, uh, you know, because I'm a number cruncher, I like to go and look at all the analytical data and the big picture stuff. And um, so what we've seen is even with this huge influx of people doing pizza, um, pizza's already set to have record sales in 2022. So what what I'm kind of saying is the market will level itself out in a way because the ones that are A, good at business, good at pizza, you know, you don't necessarily have to be good at pizza sometimes to succeed in the pizza industry. We all know that. Um, but the business side, if you're not, you don't have those down, then, then those will fall by the wayside. And that's why we see such a dramatic um, close rate for pizzerias is because, you know, it, it's a lot of work to operate a pizzeria and it a is. lot of people don't understand. Uh, they, they think if they make good pizza, that they're going to be a good business owner. And that's not necessarily the case. So some of this will kind of weed itself out this huge yeah. kind of uh, surge. Yeah, and if you go back in time, there are questions in the late 70s, early 80s, is delivery good for pizza? And then in the 90s, is take and bake good for pizza? What, they're going to cook it at home? Is that Mm -hmm. good for pizza? And then when the fast casual, you know, the blaze and all those chains of that nature came into play, well, is fast casual good for pizza? It's Mm -hmm. always something. Is this, you know, is Mm -hmm. Neapolitan good for pizza? Is grandma good for pizza? Is, yeah, you know, it's. And yeah, then, all, a little bit of all of that is good for pizza, but it all levels yeah. out eventually. Right. So. And, and when it gets to the question is, is the, I forget the exact wording, Denise, but is the influx of bad pizza a, a good thing for the industry? And um, I almost you know, kind of chuckle that just a little bit. There's been really terrible pizza in play yeah. for decades. Yeah. Bad pizza is not going anywhere. Um, no. People still consumers. Cause it's all relatives anyways. Look, consumers still buy frozen pizza at the supermarket, right? People oh. literally make a trip to the grocery store and walk out with a frozen pizza when they could have visited mm-hmm. anything from a quick $5 drive through pizzeria to a nice, you know, sit down high end pizzeria. Right. Yeah. So there are always going to be various levels of pizza out there because there's a consumer to match that there's a young kid who can't afford anything else but the $5 pizza. There's a college student, there's a single parent. There there are people who who have to eat the frozen pizza. Right. And Mm -hmm. there are people who like us appreciate great pizza and are going to pay extra for that as well. So I I think there's room for everybody really at the end of the day. And I, and if you're a pizzeria owner and you're concerned about restaurant A and B, they're not pizzerias putting yeah. pizzas on their menu to take away from you yet yeah, maybe at first, but I, you know, you just can't throw something like pizza yeah. on the menu and uh, just think it's going to be a good product. And yeah. it'll all come back to you if you do it right. Yeah. yeah. Katie, let me ask a long you, game. If yeah. you, if you are hungry and you're, you're deciding who is going to get your dining dollar tonight, right? Your stomach space, who's getting that tonight? Do you say, Okay, I'm deciding between the Chinese restaurant up the street. I'm deciding between the uh, the taco joint up the street, and I'm deciding between the pizzeria up the street. And I'm going to decide which type of food I want to eat tonight. Or do you say, okay, I want pizza tonight. I'm deciding between the pizzeria or the Chinese restaurant that has pizza on the side. Yeah, yeah. How do you go about that? Yeah. So 
that's like a constant battle anyway. Like deciding what you <laughs> want to eat for dinner that night is a constant conversation we have. Yeah. But um, like I'm going to pick the place that specializes in pizza personally. The ones that I know are good at it. The ones that, you know, I always go to. You know, I, I get pizza one, one night a week. So I wanted to make yeah. it a great pizza. That's <laughs> it? I'm Amateur. So, Amateur. You know. <laughs> you know, well, let's, let's put it out there too, that this huge influx of new people coming into the, the pizza market is actually, we all know because we deal with it in our own jobs, competition is good. Having competition makes you better. Yeah. Um, and so like if, if new things are coming into the market, what's that going to make you do? It's going to make you tighten up. It's going to make you get more creative. It's going to make you reach out to your customers more. So competition in the end is a great thing. Um, so I, I don't, don't believe we're oversaturated by any means. Do what you do. Focus on pizza. Focus on your people. Mm -hmm. Put out the best version of you and the best pizza you can put out. And if you truly do that, you really don't have to worry about anyone else. Right. Yeah. All right. Should I move on to the next question, guys? Let's move on. All right. This is another um, interesting question. So uh, somebody on Instagram asked, um, what will the industry look like in five years? <laughs> That's a I, tough question to answer. <laughs> right. You know, things are changing by the hour. So five years from now, uh, who knows? I mean, my best guess, I think the change will have robots and the Indies will still have people. And I think that's, that's what it'll be. I think we'll all be in a metaverse. And, um, <laughs> you know, my wife will demand tacos that night. And so I'll actually be eating a taco, but in the metaverse, it will look like I'm eating a pizza so that I can also be happy, even though I'm eating a taco. Wow. I, I don't know what, what do you think? Katie? I might be showing my age a little bit here, but I remember in the movie spy kids, there was this machine that had a, like, it looked like a microwave, but you would press the button for whatever food you wanted and it would pop out fresh, like freshly made. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that in five those, years. Those yeah. exist, Katie. You yeah. saw one on the pizza expo show. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I saw one too. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. I, I really do think, you know, especially with, uh, you know, the, the employment issues that we're having across the U.S., I think chains, once, uh, once it gets going, I think it'll all be robotic. And uh, so Indies will have to rely on, hey, these are, these, these are handmade pizzas and, you know, we do them better than anyone. It's not just a, a factory pizza yeah. or whatever. So uh, that's something, you know, definitely they're going to look forward to for sure. And I think we're going to see the rise of, or not rise is the wrong term. It's already here, right? But, but the ghost kitchens, I think that that's yeah. going to just continue. I think that some of the, you know how I feel about the word pivot. I think it was the most <laughs> overused word of 2020 and 2021. But some of these pivots that people made during the pandemic worked and are going to stick around long term. So I do think that some people enjoyed it. I, I'm gonna not gonna lie. I don't mind if everybody stays six or more feet away from me for the rest of my life, right? So, <laughs> um, I think people are going to eat restaurant food at home more than ever before yeah. in the next yeah. five years as well. I, I really do. Well, off-premise sales were uh, trending, trending to go gangbusters even before the pandemic happened. So the pandemic just kind of 
put it into overdrive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one of the things, cause you know, I, I just love looking at that kind of stuff, looking at outlooks and, uh, and forecasts and things. And yeah, hey, it, I think Denise asked this question herself. I don't think so. No, I didn't. I swear it wasn't me. I think Denise planted this question because this is her jam. And <laughs> this she's is like, what I do. Floor. I, I think All she right. made this question up. No, no, but, but I will give you my opinion. <laughs> um, so, uh, but the one thing, you know, you talk about the robots, but I think that, and you see it on the show floor, you see it uh, in a lot of different places, Indies finding a way to use some kind of automation, um, whether it be uh, balling or um, you know, it just anything, mostly probably kitchen items, uh, mostly anything to speed up uh, the pizza making process, but doing it so that there's still that handmade pizza approach. So finding ways to still be hand tossed or handmade pizza, but with those elements of automation to speed it up, because, uh, you know, I don't think you know, they're saying that the, um, the worker shortage in the studies that I've looked at is going to continue for some time. So five years from now, will we be in a worker shortage? Maybe not. Um, but what we'll, do- we'll have done is we'll have made it efficient for operators to maybe have a better uh, labor cost so that they can maybe have their prime costs even more in line with a more profitable business. And Denise, one more thing too, because again, this is your jam and you have your finger <laughs> on its pulse. What about plant-based? It, it, it's growing immensely. It was, it dominated yeah. Pizza Expo this year. What do you think plant-based is going to look like in, fi- three, like in five, three, five years. years from now? Wow. Well, I think it's definitely going to have a, um, a larger percentage of the market than it currently does. Currently, it's, it's a very, very small percentage. Um, and a lot of people think it's just in major markets. And, and I will disagree because I know really small towns that have, um, that, that have a uh, vegan pepperoni pizza on the menu and they sell it and they sell it well. Um, so I would say that it's going to, it's going to come into the market even more because a lot of people have that preconceived notion that, um, if you're eating plant-based, it's because you're vegan. Um, and I'll tell you what, I eat plant-based and I'm not vegan. I'm, I'm very much an omnivore. I eat everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes you do want to eat plant-based. There are a lot of health, um, things that are driving this, you know, we, we are less healthy than we were. Uh, you know, years ago, a couple years ago. So, um, so those trends are going to continue and you are going to see us try to be healthier uh, five years from now. So in doing that, it's balance, um, having those good, bad for us things and balancing that with sometimes uh, doing, um, doing a plant-based. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean a plant-based pepperoni or a plant-based cheese, but finding a way to do more plant-based pizza options. Yeah. The products have come a long way and they are more readily They're easier for the business owner to, to get now. It was not that long ago, very difficult to get some of this product in your restaurant. Um, It's easier now and the quality is much better. I remember 10 years ago sampling a plant-based pepperoni and it didn't even resemble pepperoni whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, not even at all. Uh, the taste was terrible. The texture was terrible. Yeah. And um, then, no, three years ago, we went to Pizza Head 
in St. Louis, Scott Sandler's spot. That's the first time I had a vegan pizza and yeah. it blew me out of the water. I, I was like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way. So it could be done really well. The cashew cheese he makes, oh, yeah. phenomenal. Oh, for sure. Um, like, like you, uh, Denise, I love meat. I went to Scott's place, Pizza Head in St. Louis, had, had a vegan pie made with cashew cheese that was just out of this world. I'm like, okay, as a person who loves to consume meat, would I order this? Yes, I would. Well, I'm not mm-hmm. going to order it every time. I'm not going to lie, but I would go out and order it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Katie? Have you eaten, have you eaten plant-based? Yeah, I've gone through plant-based phases. Um, when I was being particularly um, worried about energy costs and, uh, you know, trying to go a little bit more eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I will lie, it's harder now since Zach has celiacs. He's very much a meat and potatoes kind of guy. So, um, but yeah, I do enjoy it from time to time. Yeah, and you brought up one thing. There are consumers, especially, um, you know, your younger markets because they are well-informed about, um, you know, eco-friendly options and, and they are choosing their meals based on that. So you will find that people are going plant-based for that reason only. Um, and I think that's going to continue and you're definitely going to see that maybe in the next, in the next five years, you'll definitely see it uh, rise up. So if you haven't given plant-based a try, even if you're in a market where you're not sure, you know, test it out, try it out, ask customers. Oh, about yeah, it. Talk to your you customers about surprised. it. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you're the only gig in town and you've got a town of 10,000 people and you're the only independent operator in that market, odds are you're going to do very well if you offer something that no one else does. Or, you so know, five yeah, years from now, in- self-driving Tesla will deliver a <laughs> based pizza to your home. Yeah. Well, we already have self-driving delivery and the delivery is, delivery is only going to continue. Now, will that be affordable for the independent market? Uh, in five years, probably it's probably still going to be out of their range to have a, uh, you know, a driverless uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. And this next question kind of aligns with that a little bit. And it's several questions in one. I had somebody send me lots of questions on Facebook at, at, in one comment. So, uh, so we'll just address the first one. Uh, what, tre- what trends do you see coming for the industry? And I'm going to go short term because I think we've talked about long term. So, uh, which, you know, maybe in the next year, what do, what do we see trending um, that's coming up? I, I, you know, I see home delivery is, you know, people eating at home. It's, I think it's just going to grow and grow. You know, if you actually go to a clothing store, you don't see traditional pants anymore. It's all sweatpants (laughs) and it's all, all hoodies and it's all comfort wear. So soft pants. Yeah. People aren't leaving their house. Uh, You know, and it's probably not even pandemic related now at this point. It's probably just like, Hey, I've gotten comfortable at home and I just like to stay. Yeah. So I think home delivery is still going to just increase, increase over the next couple of years. I agree. As more and more people continue to work from home, there are many large companies have made the decision that uh, they're not going to force their employees back into an office because they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're having trouble hiring people who will agree to work in an office, but they're not having trouble hiring people who will work remotely. So um, as that kind of becomes a trend. More people are going to be working from home. I know that right now we're, we're working from home and you would think mm-hmm. that working from home, I would go out for lunch more often. I actually went out for lunch more when I was in the office 
little mm-hmm. break, go, go out, get some fresh yeah. air, get something to eat, come back. Um, I don't hardly ever go out for lunch now as we're, as we're home-based. Um, I have had some food delivered, mm-hmm. but my dining out for lunch has actually decreased. For sure. Same here. Yeah. I agree. Um, Denise, another uh, thing as far as trends um, that I've noticed, and I'm sure you've picked up on this, sustainability is becoming a, a much yeah. bigger focus. You know, I know about 10 years ago, there was kind of a green movement. Restaurants wanted to get uh, right with Mother Nature and get a little, little, more, uh, little more green, but sustainability has really seemed to, to pick up, kind of um, become a battle cry. And mm-hmm. where 10 years ago it was kind of a, a vocal minority of business owners just like, Hey, let's be more responsible. Let's be more sustainable, eco-friendly business. Yeah. Um, kind of pounded that drum for the last 10 years. People are finally listening and actually taking action uh, more so than ever. So I think that that's going to be a, an immediate trend. I, I think so too, especially with packaging um, and packaging. It's getting way more affordable to have a sustainable product and uh, in, in for the independents to be able to afford it. Uh, you know, it, you know, before when they compare the price between, you know, styrofoam or, you know, regular cardboard to, uh, to these newer products, you know, there's less of a gap now. Uh, but also, you know, regulations, local regulations are actually, you know, doing the battle cry too. There are areas that have just said, hey, no more styrofoam, uh, no more this type of product. Um, so they are limiting those non-eco-friendly products in the area. So it's kind of, making people shift to, to the sustainability. Um, and sustainability is, is definitely one that's going to be here to stay. It's, it's a huge trend and, and, and especially, um, in the kitchen with food waste too. Uh, people are finding ways to, uh, ways to make sure that they're Mm -hmm. disposing of that food properly. Um, and, and that food's becoming, you know, used for energy and things. No, Denise, you're right. And I'm glad you mentioned cost. That's often a driving factor. We, we've talked to people who say, I want to, to go to sustainable packaging or I want to, to be a green certified restaurant. I want to do this. I want to do that, but it doesn't make financial sense to do so right now. And the unfortunate thing is a lot of people want to do the right thing, but will not do the right thing until it financially and economically is, is rewarding to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the society that we live in. Uh, but, but Katie, would you, do you often, you may not even know the steps a restaurant takes to be a sustainable or an eco-friendly business, but if they actually put that out there in their messaging and, and make it well known, does that impact your, your decision on whether you'll support that restaurant? Oh yeah. I definitely notice when a restaurant will switch to eco-friendly packaging and it's just a motivator to purchase from them more often. I like their business practices and I like seeing that. So the food's good. They've mm-hmm. got that going for them. Then yeah, they've got my money. Yeah, I agree. Same. And usually, yeah, if they're on top of it, uh, sustainability, their, their, their management, their, their employees and their food's going to be on top on, on point as well. Yeah, I would agree too. Every pizza you serve makes an impression. Make each one count with Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese. With a kiss of buffalo milk, velvety melt, extraordinary stretch, no overbrowning, and superb reheat, Baccio is the unparalleled performer designed to consistently impress. 
and only Baccio offers the Gold Club Rewards Program, which provides monthly cash back and exclusive marketing support. Schedule a demonstration at bacciocheese.com slash hot slice and discover how Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese creates pizzas that impress. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Okay, so he has a second part of this that question, and it's directed at us, guys. So we right. better have our answers here. So, um, so the question now is, how are you preparing to take advantage of the opportun- uh, opportunities change will create? Well, we're, do- we're doing that all the time. Like, we're constantly studying and educating ourselves on what's happening in the mar- not only our markets, but other markets that are spilling over into the pizza market. Um, yeah, that's our job one. I mean, just yeah. to, to, to prepare <laughs> everyone for what's coming down. So, And Jeremy has a huge task in that uh, with uh, Pizza Expo. It's, you know, it, it's a challenge that, that I welcome and that I enjoy. We do, you know, as, as I do personally plan the majority of the content for Pizza Expo in terms of who the speakers are and, and what the topics are. Obviously I rely on, on a lot of people for a lot of help and, and, and input, but it is challenging because you're often trying to look into a crystal ball a little bit and say what's going to be relevant nine months down the road, what's going to be relevant two years down the road. Um, so you do have to stay on top of it for sure. That's where Denise comes in quite handy at times because again, <laughs> no one stays on the trends better than, than Denise does for sure. Uh, as, as to the question as to, to how, how do we going to, how do we prepare for it? We, we stay in constant contact with key players in the industry. Um, you know, people like Tony Gimignani, Laura Meyer, Audrey Kelly, Mike Bausch, and, and, and the list goes on, you know, Q Wimberly. I can name, we can name a thousand people, but, and, and all of us kind of have our own relationships and contacts. So Josh may reach out to person XYZ and Katie person ABC and Denise, this person, I, I talked to this person and, uh, and then we all come together and, all right, this is what she said. This is what he said. This is what he's seeing in his pizzeria. This is what's not working for her. And we just kind of throw that all on the table and it's a big lump of clay. And then we put our hands in it and kind of mold it from there. But really it's those boots on the ground, those experts who are in the trenches who, who report back to us because they see yeah. the trends before, before anyone else, you know, Absolutely. and quite honestly, look, if you, <laughs> not to pick on, on, on Pizza Hut or any large chain, but when you see Pizza Hut roll out a, I'm just going to say a Buffalo chicken pizza. Yeah. Well, by the time they've made that decision to do that <laughs> and they've developed the product and they've put it through testing and they've put it through the marketing crew and, and, and everything they need to do to put that on the menu and roll it out with a big Super Bowl ad, that pizza, that pizza was already on Tony Gimignani's menu 12 years ago. because Tony can wake up today and say, I have an idea. This may be terrible. This may not work, but I'm going to throw pistachios and 
grape jelly and see how it goes, right? <laughs> and he can just do it and try it out. If it doesn't work, he throws it away. And if it works, he puts it on the menu. So yeah. Tony can, and people like Tony, independents, can just be much more nimble and much more experimental. And those are the people we talk to every day because, yeah. hey, Tony, did pistachio and uh, grape jelly work? No, but raspberry jelly <laughs> you know what i mean so um, i think i think we have our recipe of the month for next month for sure already sashimi so. grape jelly <laughs> I think so. I, i'd try it i don't care i'll try anything once um so uh and the other one is um is is for us and it's when does expo registration open you know how many people i have asking me about this because they want to get in on the competition and the competition closes so fast um so remember huh it's opening in December. I won't, December. I'm not going to throw out an exact date because it often shifts by a day or two based on a number of variables, mm -hmm. but it's opening in December. Yeah. Okay. It's opening soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll let you know for sure. We'll give you a fair enough warning. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's continue on. Um, Okay, this is an interesting question, uh, and it's um, we're, we won't talk necessarily about about the oven brands, but somebody has a question about um, you know the best ovens to use for making pizzas and why, and if pizza if, if pizzerias are using the electric Neapolitan ovens. Well, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you like the those the electric ovens. I'm hearing a lot a lot about the electric ovens. People are loving the electric ovens these days. Yeah. To go back to the question though, it it, it and I had it. Josh was there. Uh, we were uh, sitting down with Dan Richer at Ratza in Jersey City, and we had a really detailed discussion with Dan about ovens and and the finished product, and you know. Dan will tell you this, Laura Meyer will tell you this, any pizzeria owner worth their salt will, will, will tell you this. The oven that is going to be best suited for your operation is entirely dependent upon the product you wish to produce, right? If I'm making a grandma pizza and that's going to be my thing or a Detroit style pizza and that's going to yeah. be my thing and you're making a Neapolitan pizza, then we need two entirely different ovens, dough formulations, yeah. processes, everything is different. So there is no one yeah. best oven, right? A tavern yeah, right. thin, it's going to utilize a different oven than a pinza. There, there, there yeah. is. So let's dispel that myth right now. What's the best oven on the market? I don't know. What kind of pizza are you going to <laughs> Right. <laughs> What's your dough form fermentation technique like? What, what, what are you going for? It all starts there. And it all yeah, starts there. So Denise's pizzeria, the best oven for Denise is not the best oven for Katie because they're going to make two totally different product. Absolutely. Um, so there is no, there is no. But once you find out what product you want to serve to people, go to Pizza Expo and test and, yeah. and, 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 and that's the best place to do your research because they'll all yeah. be there and you can walk from one to the next. Yeah. You and you know, it's all the buttons. Yeah. And then when you figure out what style of pizza that you want to do, and maybe you want to do multiple, um, you need to reach out to operators that are doing that same thing. I mean, that's the one thing that we have the advantage in this industry is we have people that are willing to help out other people. Uh, so, you know, talking to an operator that's using, maybe, maybe you want to, you know, have a deck oven, 
they're going to, you know, tell you about their DEF oven and, and what are the pros and cons with the DEC oven they're, they're using. Um, so getting that insight from actual operators that are using that product is, is so vital. And then getting your hands on the product when you come to Pizza Expo and touching it, you know, and just, and, and asking your millions of questions because they're ready for them. The, yeah. the exhibitors are ready for those questions. And, and there are you, now a growing number of pizzerias who have multiple oh, absolutely. in there. We're, we're all in a lot of kitchens and back in the day, We'd go mm -hmm. in and the kitchen would only have a big bank of deck ovens and that's it, or yeah. only have a wood burning oven in the corner yeah. and that's it, right? With the workhorse we've conveyor. now that have electric deck ovens, wood burning ovens. We've seen mm -hmm. ro rotating decks we've, and yes, conveyors rotating. in the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see everything now as people yeah. are starting to off offer multiple styles. Mm -hmm. By the way, Nicole Bean it will be leading a seminar at Pizza Expo Plug in. <laughs> 2022 in Las Vegas on the logistics of offering multiple styles of pizza, just so you all know. All right. So the next question is, and this is a tough one to actually answer, but it's what's the greatest key to running a successful pizzeria? Ouch. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We don't run successful pizzerias, but you know, we uh, are around a lot of people who do. So I just woke up, guys. <laughs> All right, restart so, that. Sorry, because he told me that right <laughs> All right, you want me to start over with the question? Take three, Nay. What's this? Take Come three. On. One this time nay. it wasn't my fault. It wasn't True. my fault. All right, that, okay. uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> All right, so the next question is, what's the greatest key to running a successful pizzeria? Ouch, this is a tough one. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't run successful pizzerias. We, uh, we, we photograph them and write about them. And, but thankfully, we're around them all the time uh, when we go visit. And I would think it all starts with how you treat your staff. And it goes on down from there. And it's just, your staff treats your customers well. And then, and then I would put food third on that. Oh, wow. You know, Mike Bausch plays Billy Ocean in his bathrooms and makes it clear that Lou Diamond Phillips is not welcome to dine in his establishments, and he does quite well. So I think everyone could follow that lead, <laughs> but, but if you feel like that's not quite enough, which is understandable, I think for me, the biggest thing I've seen over the years is to manage your money, um, be smart with, with your capital. A lot of people enter the restaurant industry, you know, on a whim, they lost a job or they've got this romantic notion of how great it will be to make amazing pizza and serve your guest, which is awesome and true, but they don't think about, okay, I got to clean the toilets at 2 AM and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. They don't think about that. Um, but I see a lot of people enter the business underfunded. Um, they just didn't have enough cap. They barely had enough capital to get the equipment and maybe the opening ingredients and get open. Maybe they didn't have enough for marketing. Maybe they didn't have reserves for a rainy day. Um, and that's what ultimately puts them out of business is just not access to enough capital. So starting in a hole. <laughs> um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen is have your money in order and be very smart about your money as you're getting off the ground. Uh, once you do establish some success, you will reap those rewards. But if you're undercapitalized to start, you're like Josh said, you are in such a hole. Yeah, true. 
Uh, I'm going to go completely broad with this answer, but I want to say that you need to have an answer for every aspect of your business. Now that's to say that it could be you answering that or finding someone who does it. I'm going to tell you, I am horrible at math. I am horrible at finance. So you better bet that if I were in this situation, I would be finding that person to do that for me uh, or teach me how to do it. So if, if there's an element that, that you are struggling in your business, then you better have an answer for it, whether it's you finding it out yourself or hiring to do it or outsourcing or whatever. So I think the key is looking at everything that you need to run a successful pizzeria and have answers for those. If you don't have an answer, then you're not going to be able to be successful because you're going to have that one element that's missing. So if it's marketing, maybe you have that marketing, you know, missing, well, then outsource to find it or bring somebody on uh, to handle that for you. So that's my broad answer. Yeah, you have to be open-minded. Not everyone is a jack of all trades. Is you know, yeah. not not everyone. You excel in something. Maybe you excel in making the world's best pizza. But if you can't handle money, you don't know how to market it. You're rude to your customers. Uh, you have terrible ambiance. Whatever it is, you're not going to make it. Right? A, a, a good mm -hmm. pizza is not enough. It's you're running yeah. a business, a hospitality business, mind you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you have to be a leader and leaders know how to delegate. So <laughs> absolutely. What do you think, Katie? Uh, I was going to say that I might be biased because I'm a creative, but I always get really excited when I see the pizzerias who have their marketing and their creative really on point. Like yeah. um, Sammy Mandel, the creative is great. Amazing stuff. Nick Bogats, I see all the time on Instagram posting all kinds of stuff for Caliente and um, yeah, that's what I like to see. Yeah. yeah, Brands being on point. I mean, that's, that's, that's crucial. I agree. Consistent in your look, consistent in your messaging, mm -hmm. um, actually building a brand and sustaining a brand goes a really long way as well. And that's what, you know, we all know the traditional hole in the wall pizza joints, that have been around mm -hmm. forever and make some of the best pizza known to man and that we absolutely love, but they don't have a brand. They don't, they're just there and they serve great pizza and people come for that reason and they get by. Most people mm -hmm. cannot do that. You couldn't open a pizzeria today and, and get away with it. No one would ever come in in the first place. Yeah. And you know, something that, that we encounter a lot is we talk to new operators and when I ask them what their plan is, what they want, you know, they're like, I want 50 stores. I, you know, I want to grow. Well, if you don't have the right branding and you don't have the right message to put out there, then you're stopped dead in your tracks because yeah, you, can't, be locked you can't grow without a, uh, without a good brand. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's big. All right. Now we're going to get to uh, some more uh, pizza related questions, like actually on the product, the actual pizza uh, product. Right. So we do have a lot of prospective operators out there that reach out to us or, you know, listen to the podcast. Um, and it's tough for prospective operators because they're trying to a create their product uh, in their home kitchens and things. Um, and one thing that's challenging is being able to find the products that pizzerias use uh, in, in a consumer environment. Um, so one of those questions is, um, you know, 
what, you know, what are some of the best cheese and pepperonis consumers can use, but they don't really mean, um, you know, brand specific, but they mean more the types of cheese um, and pepperoni and how to even find those. And the one thing that I would say is to find those, um, find a, a mentor that might be able to loan you, you know, to be able to yeah. give you some product, you know, whatever, you know, if they're using a certain, you know, cheese or pepperoni, maybe, and you want to test it, maybe, maybe you could buy some off of them and reaching D out, yeah. reaching out to actual vendors themselves. Say, hey, DM to the, yeah, DM them on operator. Instagram. Yeah, mm -hmm. DM, DM them on Instagram. Say, hey, I would love a sample of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about opening a pizzeria or whatever. So, yeah. and we yeah, do allow prospective operators into Pizza Expo, right? That's what yeah. I was going to say. There's yeah. a lot. <laughs> come to Pizza Expo, come to Las Vegas, enter the trade show. And if you are serious about maybe one day opening and operating a pizzeria, when you walk in, you will be like the seven year old walking into Disney World <laughs> for the first time. You'll yeah. be like, I found my tribe. Holy cow. There are 87 different kinds of pepperoni on the show floor. Slightly yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> there, are <laughs> there are people who are crazy as me who, because they want to do this for a living. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to be at home. You're going to be amongst your crew and yeah. you will be able to sample cheeses, pepperoni, sausage, absolutely olives. You might even just go crazy and sample some pineapple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And make contacts with those reps. And like I yeah. said, and I'm sure they'll be sending you samples. Absolutely. And you're right. And Josh, you're right. Just reach out on Instagram, send, send a DM, be like, mm -hmm. Hey, thinking about opening a pizzeria, experimenting with some cheeses right now. What you got? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, they, this is where they, they make their bread and butter is bringing in new businesses. So if, a, if an operator is opening, you know, that's perfect time to get somebody from the ground up. For a, what they for probably the don't know, Denise, as well, is their supplier actually can become one of their most valued business partners and Absolutely. advocate for them. Look, your supplier doesn't, they, they don't want you to fail, right? Absolutely. If you go out of business, well, then you're not buying cheese from me anymore, right? It's in my, if I'm your supplier, it's my best interest for you to succeed. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to Absolutely. give you bad advice. I'm going to do all I can based on my experiences and my expertise. And what I've seen work in markets similar to yours to guide you, not necessarily to look a lot of times people think, Oh, they're, they're trying to fleece me. They're, they're, they're trying to charge me X, Y, Z and make my, well, no, yeah. the, your supplier wants you to succeed. So that you buy 20 cases next week and next week and next week, right? So they're going to give you relevant advice and they know the industry and they've got boots on the ground. They're in stores all day, every day, talking to people in your shoes. They know what work, what work, they know what doesn't work. They know what products sell in Alabama versus Idaho. Yeah. They Absolutely. will help you out. Yeah. All right. Well, we've spent a lot of time on questions. So we're going to go out on just a fun question, which we've answered before, but you know what? My answers change. So I'm sure your answer might have changed right. as well. Um, so let's, let's go with what is your favorite type of pizza? And mine changed. It changed again. 
I um, well, you go first, then. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll go first because I love it, and it's very much a trend right now. And maybe, and maybe that's driving it. But I do eat a lot of tavern style pizza right now. I love tavern. I love it so thin. And you know, a lot of pizza makers because the crust is so thin and they're not able to get all that happy gluten structure that uh, that pizziolos love. But um, tavern style is just, there's something about it for me. It's sensory. It's what I grew up on as a kid. And so since I have that kind of that memory to it, uh, you know, it takes me back there, especially because I'm not able to get home as much, you know, to my hometown. Um, so it's definitely ta tavern style. I, I just, I can't get enough tavern right now. Josh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, I've had my affairs with uh, Detroit and, and grandma, but you know, I always go back to my, my one true love and I just, just straight up New York slice thin cheese that's that's all i need in life uh um so yeah that's that's where I'm, that's what i think that's where i'll always be you know um i i love detroit i love grandma i love tavern style i love them all but um if i you know if, if i'm if i'm going through it really depends on my mood of course but yeah. um you know seven times out of ten i'm gonna pick uh just a just a good cheese slice yeah katie what you got um this is a hard question for me because I feel like <laughs> I'm still discovering myself in the pizza industry and like really like feeling out what's for me. Um, so I hate to like take the broad answer, but like I haven't found any I don't like. So well, yeah, so, yeah, I like it all. Yeah. Yeah. Denise, I'm with all. you. I'm I'm on the tavern train right now. I've eaten probably more than my fair share of tavern pizza lately, but. At this exact moment in time, what personally excites me the most is is grandma pizza. Um, yeah, I we had one in Las Vegas, actually mm. at Pizza Rock, that was probably the best one I've ever had, mm. and I've been dreaming of it ever since. It was a game changer. Uh, I'm pretty fired up about grandma right now. Yeah. Oh man, grandma's so good. I mean, what's not good about pizza? I mean, there are so many. I, you know what I do want to get my hands on because it's definitely, we've seen it trending, but I haven't been able to find a place doing it locally. And that's Pensa. I really want to try a Pensa. I just, I haven't been able to get my hands on one. Very light, very airy, enjoyable. Uh, you can get one on the Pizza Expo show floor, Denise. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> I, will, I will go find one uh, this year. All right. Well, I All right. think we covered a lot of ground. Man, we hit Maybe a lot our of longest questions. podcast ever. <laughs> you guys, my cheeks hurt from talking so much. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> I'm hungry. I'm going to get pizza right now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, you know, uh, hey, thanks for answering the questions, guys, because I'm sure Great everyone questions. will appreciate that, that we've taken the time to answer their questions. And I will say, if you ever have any questions for us, at pizza today just hit us a message on uh on social and you know let's we'll, we'll get you we'll get your questions answered so yeah. all right from all thanks, of us everyone. pizza today thanks, thanks guys have a great thanksgiving next week yeah that's right see you